0: All right, Father Lord, we want to thank you so much for your grace that is abundant in our life because you live. We face each and every day with a complete assurance and a complete sense of who we are in you and who you are. We thank you for revelation in your word and we rejoice with joy unspeakable that we have found in you having access into the deep things, which is your unadulterated word. We have clarity from your word. We give you praise that we are able to meet on this platform every single time, Father, Lord, God Almighty, to share more about who you are. We thank you that you have given us understanding to understand you and have a closer relationship with you. We pray that as the word is coming forth, and that understanding will manifest and nobody will leave this call confused. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: All right, so we have been looking at um, the misconception about who God really is, and it's been a good time. Um, Looking at James 1.13 all the way to 19, made us go back because James is saying things that we are not used to from our religious backgrounds, or we're taught in Sunday school. So he made us go back to really ascertain some of the things that he was saying. James said that when we are tempted, we shouldn't say we are tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. James 1:13 or the 17. He goes on to say we are tempted when we are drawn away from our own lust and ties and then when it is fully blown, it becomes sin, and when sin is also fully blown, it becomes death. And he goes on to say that we should not be led astray. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift cometh from above, from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Which means God is not, not selective, he doesn't repent, he is good. In looking at that, we began to see that ah, this good that he's saying, how is it like in the creation story from Genesis 1? We see that Moses, in the vision he saw and what he transcribed, he said everything God made was good. God finished his work. And so if everything God made was good, then we're from sin, we're from death. Then we went further to see that James was actually defending God's character by comparing two men: the man in Christ, and then the man who is not in Christ. So James 1:13 to 15 is the man in who the man who is not in Christ. Then James 1 from the 16 he said, Don't make a mistake. James 1:17, 18 is the man in Christ. Because in the verse 18, he said, of his own will, because he has by the word of God. So if God is good. And he gave birth to us by his will. And we looked at the Greek words. you go to the recordings, you get them. The word will, which meant that God's desire, God's nature. So out of God came the man in Christ. So the man in Christ has the nature of God. And we went on to see very good. We, we looked at the Greek word for it. We went back to Genesis and looked at it. But then the question we asked is, if God is good, his character is consistent, then that means Adam was not his plan. Talking about Adam, we had to go back to the creation story and look at what Moses meant by light, what Moses meant by uh, of his own kind, what Moses meant by uh, darkness, what Moses meant by water, we saw heaven, and we started really analyzing the words deeply. And we came up with a lot. And yesterday was very interesting where we saw and I will all of us uh, by tomorrow evening or latest in the morning tomorrow yesterday's teachings will be uploaded we saw that Adam was not the man created in God's image we looked at image I think on Thursday that one Rodney was on on Thursday we looked at image and we saw that Adam was not the image so in going through Paul's writings in going through James's writings in going through the writer of Hebrew we see that image there was not used for adam adam had a different image which was the image of the earth. adam was made after the image of the earth. then we went further where we concluded i think the last scripture we read was genesis 5 where we saw that adam now began to give birth after his own kind and so adam gave birth after his own kind not after the kind of jesus so we said certain things like the man in christ is not the image of Adam the man in Christ is not the image of Adam so then there is a difference between Genesis 1 26 27 and Genesis 2 7 where God took Adam from the dust and breathed into him and he became a living soul and we analyze the word living soul we analyze that word he came alive he had the opportunity to choose he had the opportunity to reason and Adam was given a, a mandate to keep and dress the garden According to the vision Moses saw, so let's take the Moses vision. Keep and dress the garden. Adam was not given dominion to multiply and be fruitful. Keep and dress the garden. We see it there, and we see some of his activities in keeping and dressing the garden. So that is where we ended, and we spoke certain. We we concluded on many things. I mean, yesterday's teaching was was amazing, and we had some quotes even from it which we share. And so today we want to continue with the same dreams. We are looking at God's character and we are going to hold on a bit with the whole adamic thing we'll get to it because we need to build some foundations before we can make very um informed no let me use the word reveal because we are christians very revealed conclusions about the adam statement today we want to look at the we said that adam was not the image of god no jesus is the image of god we concluded that you could get in scriptures from Colossians 1.15, Hebrews one three. Um, you can get more scriptures that speaks about um, image, uh, uh, Jesus being the image of God. There are lots. We mentioned some from Colossians, Hebrew, and I think we mentioned some from elsewhere. When you get to the recording, you know. So, we see that the will of God is God himself. In terms of The will is his desire. The word Buloma is his desire. It is his passion. The will of God. That means God cannot have a will outside himself. Of his own will begat he us. So we were born or we became, he gave birth to us from his own will. Which means anything that comes out of God is good and is perfect. So the man in Christ is good. And the man in christ is perfect we saw that as well now we will see something very interesting that according to james we are still in james 1 17 downwards he uses a word let's read james 1 18. let's read james 1 we'll come back to the whole adam thing but i need to drop make like some foundation lay some foundation otherwise as time goes on these questions will come up so james chapter 1 Let's start from 17 to get context, let's start from 17 to get It says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come down from the father of lights. And we've explained this into details, the father of lights, God is the father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of 10 and 18, of his own will, of God's own will, Begat he us with the word of truth, which reminds us John chapter 1, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. So we have been born of God with the word of truth. Who is that through Jesus? That we should be a kind of first fruits. We should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So after his own kind. His own kind. You see that word is coming back. His own kind. And when we went through Genesis, we saw that God told animals, reproduce after your kind. Trees, reproduce after your kind. Then we see that Adam, after choosing his will, now began to reproduce after his kind. Now James is introducing to us that God also reproduced. Let me use that word for now, for lack of a better word. We'll explain it. Put it in in brackets. Uh, God also reproduced out of his own kind because in James we could see that the born again abides in the good and accomplished of God, Telio and Agatus, which is good and perfect. The man in James 1.14 we can see clearly it's not the man in Christ. If every man is drawn away that man can't be the man in Christ. That man could be Adam. We'll verify it. Because if God is good and everything that comes from him is good and perfect, then God's man will be good and perfect and cannot be evil. So the will of God is the new birth. The will of God is the new birth, the born again experience, which was not an afterthought. I kept saying that yesterday. It was not an afterthought. Because Sinful lust, which James speaks about, does not lead to eternal life. It leads to death. And he explained it. He said, every man is tempted, James 1.14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and entire 15. Then when lust had conceived, they bring it forth, sin. And sin, when it is finished. So there is a product that is also a finished product, just like good and perfect finished, accomplished in itself. The same way that, there is sin, and there is the completion of sin, so there is evil, every good and perfect gift. So good and perfect, and there is evil, and then its finished product, which is sin and death. So it is finished, bring it for death. So then, this sinful last leads to death. So over here we can see, over the course of the, we've been doing this well for six months or so, we could see that the tempter cannot be God. The tempter cannot be God. So the word will there, last and will, you saw the Greek words when you see the recordings, last and will, they are this kind of the same words. It means you have your own power or capabilities or ability to make your decision. But one led to something and the other led to another thing so the will of man determines the person you become if i make a decision i get the consequence of the decision that i made and sometimes other people can suffer for the decision that you make when children are born they don't choose which parents they want to be born to they don't choose which country they want to be born in they don't even choose the names they want to be given. I don't think they choose their sex either. So the decision that I make can affect my children. So the will of man can determine how the man will turn up and even go as far as affecting other people. So James one eighteen is telling us that of his own will begat us, God begat us by the word of truth. Now what is that word of truth? We say Jesus. Who is Jesus? Our saviour. So salvation is Jesus Christ. That means salvation is the word of truth. And the gospel that we preach is the gospel of salvation. I'm coming somewhere, so pay attention. Today we are going away from that because I have to lay this foundation. Then I go back so that we can all prove that Genesis 1, 26-27 it's not the same as genesis 2 7 adam is not the same as the man in genesis 21 26 27 was in the image of god the gospel is salvation jesus is the savior So Sal- is uh, the mission statement of jesus matthew 1 21. he shall bring forth a son and he shall deliver his people from their sins he shall save them from their sins so jesus is the savior we can't talk about salvation without talking about the Savior. And the gospel is the gospel of salvation. Therefore, a man's response to the gospel will be the conception of God. So faith comes by hearing. So we preach the word and you hear it and it supplies you faith to become as many as believe. John 140. John 112 as many as believe, to then give He the power to become the sons of God. So when you hear the gospel of salvation, now the gospel of salvation is not the gospel of condemnation. The gospel is good because it comes from a good God. So it is not about sinful man, but about the character of God, the saving grace of God. So we cannot preach sin to people and expect them to receive salvation, which is good. Uh, 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 It doesn't work that way. We cannot preach sin. Amplify sin. Talk about evil, darkness, negativity, and expect a positive response. It doesn't work that way. I'm I'm going somewhere, so let's pay attention. The, the, The good news is who God is. So we preach Christ, who is the Savior. The man receives salvation, then the conception, the conception is when they receive that salvation. Then they are born by the original plan of God. Very important. So, this gospel is the revelation of who God truly is. That is why we are taking time to teach the misconception of who God truly is. Because if we know who God truly is, then we can be Him. And then get other people to also pay him. Ambassadors of Christ. There is no ambassador that knows nothing about the country that he is representing. I don't think so. That the ambassador of US like the ambassador of uh, United States here in Ghana, he doesn't know anything about US. The ambassador is the first point of contact if US wants to relay something to Ghana. So, The ambassador knows everything about the country. The question is, do we know a lot, know about God? Do do we? do, Do we know? So what we preach, what we teach determines how the person will turn up. It's very important because we are going to compare this to the misconception that people say that God puts the thing there to tempt Adam. We are getting there. We are answering questions. God puts the thing there to tempt Adam. We are getting there. But I need to lay this foundation. Romans 1:16 to 17. Very famous scripture that we quote in the church. Romans 1:16 to 17. It's a very famous scripture. People quote it a lot. Romans chapter 1. Paul says something about the gospel in Romans chapter 1. 16 and 17 says for i paul i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ so the gospel gospel good news good news is about a person which person christ jesus can a news about somebody that is bad be referred to as good news he is good so the news about him is good that means what the person did is worthy to be called good that is why we call it the good news so Paul is saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Then he goes on to explain. Because there's a colon there, so he goes on to explain. He says, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The purpose of the good news is that it has in itself the power to save anybody that hears it. So he says, for the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation To everyone that believeth. Believeth, take note of that word. We'll get to Genesis and see this word. To everyone that believeth. So it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To To the Jews first, and also to the Greek. So there was no, there was no form of segregation or no selectiveness whether you are Greek. The reason he said to the Jews first was because they were living in Israel and they were filled with Jews, majority. And so the battle they were fighting the most was how to get this message out to the Jews. Then he goes to the verse 17, which is very instructive. People end at the verse 15. In fact, if you go all the way to the verse 12 and read downwards, you see Paul was saying a lot of great stuff. But let's speak to this. Verse 17, it says, For therein, where? What is the therein? What is he talking about? The gospel of Christ. For in the gospel, the good news of Christ, is the righteousness of God revealed. For in the gospel is the righteousness. Righteousness means the nature, the standing of God, who He really is. It is in the gospel that is revealed. So, first off, the gospel is the good news. God is good. So, the message we preach about him must be good. So, in the gospel is the disposition or the character of God so towards the sinner. And that is the definition of grace. That is the definition of grace. In the gospel is the disposition of God's character. And that's the definition of grace. So he's saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For in the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Then he says, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So Paul is quoting also the Old Testament. He is quoting the Old Testament. And so, why am I teaching this today? I am teaching this so that we will still ascertain the nature of God's character. Even as we are going back to the creation story to establish some some facts. The Gospel, we see its manifestation in the character of God. Hence, James is saying in James 1.18. Let's go back to James 1.18 that of his own will begot he us, by the word of truth, that we will become first fruits. Now, the word first fruits in Greek is the word A-P-A-R-C-H-E, Apache, A-P-A-R-C-H-E, which means first for all, or after. The first coming out of something, so like after the original, that is what follows. After the original, which was gotten from a word also called prototokus, which means prototype, prototype. And so first fruits. So it's like you plant a tree and the first fruits that comes out of it, maybe you plant an orange and you get the an orange tree. You get the first orange fruit. Other oranges will follow. But the first one that, sh- that begins to grow or that shoots, is, you are like, wow, this is the orange. So we will become a kind of first fruit. And so, the man in Christ, born again, is the first fruit. That means Adam is not the first fruit. That means Adam is not the first fruit. Very important. This same word, first fruit, we are dealing with misconceptions, have been mistought in the church. They have equated first fruits to money. So first fruits they have equated it to offering but nowhere in the scriptures does it imply that first fruit is your first january salary first fruit in the greek like i've said is Apache. in romans 8:23 it was used it was a first fruit of an object in romans 11:16 it was also used it Says men were the first fruit. Romans eleven sixteen, Romans 16:5. 16, first Corinthians 15, 20 to 23, it calls Jesus the first fruit. And first Corinthians 15 was where we were analyzing what Paul said about the first man Adam and then the last Adam Jesus Christ. And he defined Jesus as the first fruit. So now the question is: who is the first fruit? Because in James, we have to do exegesis. We have to let James explain itself. So James is saying there is a man who is drawn away by his own lust, and then he gets into sin and death, and then there is another one that came from God. In this case, the first fruit is the one that came from God, not the one that is drawn away from his own lust, like we are analyzing. So Adam could not be the first fruit of God. God's first man is the man born after his likeness and image. Which is you and I. We are also his first fruits. The born again man. The word fruits there is the word kitsma, K-I-T-S-M-A. K-I-T-S-M-A. Which means, what is created or what came out of something. What is created and what came out of something. Now, we came out of the very being of God, the born again man. We came out of the very being of God. We were conceived in his will. James 1.18 Of his own will begat he us. Somewhere that I'm going. Now let's look at the first fruit. He said a kind of first fruit. This is where we are going to draw. A kind of first fruit. Yesterday we ended that. Genesis 5 that said, Adam now started giving birth out of his own kind. That means there was a kind that was from Adam, there was a kind that was from animals, there was a kind that was from trees, and there is a kind that is from God. Very, very instructive. There is a kind. So let's go back to James 1.18 and let's carefully take it one one. Let's analyze it. James 1.18. I need to make this foundation before we go back to what we are doing. Of his Own will, his own will. That means nobody forced God to say, "Man has sinned." So man has sinned. So now God has been forced to bring a plan B. Jesus, Jesus was not an afterthought. Jesus was not a plan B. Man has sinned. So now God is trying to find a remedy. Is trying to correct his mess or clean his mess. No. Of his own will, begat he us. He wasn't forced. He wasn't pressured. He wasn't coerced into doing this. Of his own will, begat he us with the word of truth. With the word of truth. With Christ. After a certain pattern, prototokus. Because before Christ died, he was the only begotten. We see that in John 1 before Christ died. John 3 16 For God so loved the world that He gave out of a free will His only begotten. That word is monogenua, is the Greek word monogenua, the first of its kind. Before Christ came, there was no one like that pattern. And so I like John 1 18. He said, no man has seen God at any time the only begotten from the bosom of the father begat him well had he declared him so christ was the only type the first fruit before he be- he died so of so we were patterned after someone now this person we are talking about if we are not also assured and convinced of his character that he is God, sent from God, manifested God, revealed God, explained God to us. If we are not assured of that, how are we even going to live like him? This is where most of the confusion to us. That is why Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. Because Moses, Elijah, Elisha, Joshua, Isaiah, David, Jeremiah, those people were not the kind that we have to follow. This is where the error is coming from. Moses is not whom we've been born after. Elijah is not whom we've been born after. That is why Jesus came to correct Moses. That is why Jesus came to correct most of the Old Testament prophets, he rebuked the disciples when they were trying to follow Elijah. So now let me share this. I know it's been in the minds of some people. Whenever I say that, when Jesus, in Luke chapter 9, 56, when Jesus was going into a town and then they were stopping him and the disciples said, should we call fire from heaven like Elijah did to consume them? Jesus rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. This is what it is. Kind T C T I S. You do not know what manner of species that you are You are from a spirit. You are not from carnal Adam because Christ is the quickness. He said, You do not know now. At that time, he had not died to be that pattern. To, he had not died to show them that pattern. None of them were born again. So he was making a post-resurrection statement. This is deep. A post-resurrection statement. So, he was drawing the line between the kinds of Adam and then the kinds that are coming after Christ. First fruits, prototokus. very important. So, he said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are from. Like, what you are of, what makes you. So, which means Elijah called fire from heaven according to what was written. And we have analyzed that it wasn't from God. It was not from God. So we are not like Moses, we are not like Adam, we are not like anyone. Somebody will say, but they say we are sons of Abraham. Misconceptions. Let me decode that. Let me decode that for you. Because of time, you're already forty-one. It will be an assignment for us all, or uh, let's not. Let me not make it assignment like school. A research for us all to research the scriptures that I'm coming to see, explain. Jesus was asked the question and they were trying to tempt him concerning Abraham. And he said, Abraham longed to see my days. Abraham, the prophets of old and all those people, they longed to see my days. And the writer of Hebrews ascertained it, that all these received not the promise. They did not receive the promise. And he went on to say, before Abraham was, I am hmm before Abraham was I am now let me clear this misconception the Bible never said anywhere that we will come out of Abraham no he said we will come out of the seed of Abraham not out of Abraham it's a misconception we need to correct it never said we are after the likeness of Abraham no he said the seed of of Abraham. That seed is Jesus. Jesus said unless this seed falls on the ground and resurrects, it cannot reproduce after its kind. So that seed had to go into the ground and change itself to give birth to us. We are after the seed of Abraham. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. He is the one we are fashioned after. We are made after. Without him, was not anything made that was made. So you have been born by that pattern. Now it goes on to say, the word of truth, I've explained in James 1.18. We should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. A kind of first fruit of his creatures. So then Paul comes back in 2 Corinthians 5.17 and says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. This creature is what James is talking about in James chapter 1, verse number 18. This is what Moses was referring to in Genesis 1 26 27. That first kind is very important. The monogenua, only begotten, as at that time. This first man is very important. And he's Jesus. He was the one that the dominion mandate was given to. This first man is worth analyzing. Of his own will, begot he as with the word of truth that we will become, we should be a kind of that word of truth. Because that word of truth came from God himself, so that we will be fashioned after that kind. That is why when we're reading Genesis, I told you, take note of kind, kind, kind. He told trees after your kind. Animals. You too. <clears throat> then, when it came to human beings, Adam, ethi after your kind. But before that, before all that, in Genesis 1, before all that, he had, in Genesis 1, 26, 27, said, let us make man after our image and our likeness. And let them have dominion. Very instructive. So we are the born again man is a kind of Christ. That explains the whole we being ambassadors of Christ here on this earth. And we need to lay this foundation before we go back and analyze Adam, analyze the garden, analyze the knowledge of true good and evil. Analyze the tree of life. We need this foundation. We really need it. So James here is talking about two men. Which means the Bible and even the creation story, Genesis, talks about two kinds of men. And you can see it clearly. It is what distinguishes the Old Testament from the New Testament, two kinds of men. (laughs) Two kinds of men. It is what distinguishes... The the whole doctrine and theology around this whole Christianity that we can't wrap our head around two kinds of men the one fashioned after God, and the one. But the confusion has become, and I'm saying this, and I close so we can have a discussion. The confusion is this we don't understand this thing I've just thought, and so we mix them. So we identify with Adam and want to still identify with Christ. We identify with Adam and want to still identify with Christ. It doesn't work that way. These are two different, completely different people. Let's end with 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, so that I talk about this statement and we end. 1 Corinthians 15, let's read verse 20, so that you will see the scripture I mentioned. The book of First Corinthians, verse number fifteen. Okay. Verse twenty says, "But now is Christ risen from the dead. Listen very well. But now is Christ risen from the dead, and became the first fruits of them that slept." Today I don't have time to explain them that slept. Someone should remind me, write it down, I explain them that slept as we move on. First fruits, but before he died, he was the only begotten, not the first begotten. In fact, he was the only fruits. Genesis 1, 26, 27. He was the only fruit before he died. But after he died, he became the first fruit. Then 21 he said, For sins by man came death. This also confirms Paul's writing in. Romans 5, 12. For by man sin came into this world, and sin brought death. So he, he saying, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So there was a living soul, now there is going to be a quickening spirit. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward, they that are Christ at his coming, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority. For he must reign till he had put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. I don't want to go here. God help me. Okay, I have two more minutes. Let's quickly jump to. Um, I don't want to Let's quickly jump to the verse forty-six. No, let's start from forty-five. The verse forty-five. Paul is now quoting Genesis, and I'm going to explain what I said. The two kinds, and so it is written: the first man Adam was made a living soul; the last man Adam was made a quickening spirit. Two kinds of men. and you see, we see it a lot. There were typologies of that in the Old Testament. We see Abram and Abraham. Abram, Abraham, two types of men. Typology, Abram became Abraham, Saul became Paul. There was the man who was natural and the man who became a quickening spirit. Very important. And he goes on to say, how be it that was not the first which is spiritual, 46, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy. you didn't decide that. That is why there is a saying. David said, in sin was I conceived. Uh, the tree saying that we were conceived in sin. You we were conceived in sin, in sin. You didn't do anything. You were born a sinner. That is why it's not about what you do. And I said it yesterday. We do because we are. We don't do to become. So it's not a matter of what you do. Because you were born, you were born after the sinful nature of Adam. So that by your will, you will choose where you want to be. Whether you still want to be in Adam or whether you still want to be, in, you, you want to go ahead and be in Christ, you choose. That is the love of God. And so, and as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. This is what Paul is trying to say. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That means it is not about the dust that we were formed from the dust that we were formed from, that we became alive, it's not about that. It's not about that. That cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So i like to end here, so that on Tuesday now we can go into details. Tuesday now, we can now look at Genesis 1, Genesis 27, Genesis 27, Adam and Christ Jesus, how they played role in the creation story, what Moses' Moses's vision meant, the vision that he saw. Vision contains literals. Vision contains metaphor. The visions that, that he saw, what it really meant. We will continue. So i like to end here. I don't want to give you information overload. Let's just end here. Let's take our time and analyze tomorrow. And then on Tuesday, we climax. The Lord bless you. Any questions, any contributions, anything that stood out for you, anything that is still standing out for you, anything you'd like to share, who love to hear it. God bless
1: you. Yeah. On. Yes, sir. Um, today's teaching was, I don't know, normally I follow, but I don't know. Today's teaching was, like I say, a bit advanced for me. So, I'll, <laughs> with all humility, I would like to go over the discussion once more and then i would, I would come up with follow-up questions because hmm, i was just absorbing i i'm still trying to connect some one or two things okay although i've noted um the bible scriptures um, uh, read, um, okay because All right. it's like we are leading on to something so maybe by tuesday i would have have something to say
0: okay all right that's 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 good i think going back to play it will also help in um
1: you understanding and trying to connect the dots because today's it was very very deep always is deep but today dear
0: (laughs) okay any any other contribution or any take any questions i love you today that you talk yesterday you said you talk today you talk so
2: i was talking to somebody recently okay and the So, we are coming from a point of um, being in Christ, or being the image um, that was initially formed as the image of Christ. Yeah. Um, and But rather, as you said, we are coming from the point of um, as being Adam, and then trying to be that image. Okay, but... Um, so, like this, I'm, I'm trying to try to figure out how to simply phrase the question, but... We... Come on. So, like, we are dealing with the nature, but then... At the same time, there are acts that... Um, are defined as sins which is not the nature so you have somebody who is like oh because they are doing or they have done or they have thought of doing xyz and consider those things to be sins it's those things somehow and um, things they are their image in, in christ or god and draw them away from god and so not doing those things so it's like let's say I don't want to use a denomination a denomination somebody in a denomination says and um, we don't do this these things or any normal christian says or oh, maybe i i don't steal or i don't um, um, something Using mm-hmm. Ten Commandments as a, as a point of reference. I don't convert my, my neighbor's wife and, and what, what, what. Mm-hmm. And because those things draw you away from God. But um, with what we know now and what we are teaching, the there is not the actions that define the nature.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's the nature how that defines you.
2: the action. Great. but even so the point I'm trying to raise is even with the nature defining the action, let's just say all of us here and are born again. And I'll use all, all the boys. And if you <laughs> see for example, um, a girl that you like, mm-hmm. maybe she has a nice shape, breast bottles and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And you start having a desire. The desire is last, but mm-hmm. you're not necessarily acting on it. Mm-hmm.
1: What about the desire to marry her?
2: That's why I mean. Desires are not bad. <laughs> so that's that's my whole point. My whole point is that <laughs> even even with the whole knowledge of being born again and having a a christ-like nature there's still that barrier that people um, are unable to break through because they still have the desire to do something and sometimes still do it so if those desires and actions are not good how can we say that the person's and
0: image the image of Christ and not of, of Adam. Great question. So that is why I took time to teach what I thought today because this question would have come up when we are looking at the garden, knowledge of tree and, tree and all those things. There is the need to teach, that is why I came from the point of gospel, salvation, teaching. There is a need to teach, you see, you can be born again and don't know what it means because you don't know Christ and who you are fashioned after. So there is that confusion about, I'm still a part of Adam, I'm still a part of Christ. So more like I'm in the middle. So I do this more, I do that more. The thing is, we you see I use the word, we were born in the nature of Adam. Because by that time we had not fully become aware of our will. We have not fully become aware of our will. It's It's like this. You must decide, I want to be this or be that. So when you decide, you must be taught. And gradually, as you are taught, and you yourself are getting the first-hand experience, that is when the changes begin to take effect. Because that is why I said, as you keep looking into the mirror, the perfect law of liberty, then you become. As you keep looking at Christ, then you become. You keep looking at Him. You know you are Him. Then gradually, it is unraveling. The thing now is that, because there is a lot of confusion, then it keeps people in the middle. And so I am I have the nature of Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still do lots of acts that to me I think is contrary to the nature of Christ. The thing is, like I said, you don't do to become, you do because you are. So then now we need to tackle the you are, a majority of it is in the mind. I don't know if I've answered your question, majority of it is in the mind, and so. When we tackle the you are, then you come to know I am not this nature, I am that. Now, you made a very nice statement about desire. I always tell people sexual desires are not evil, sexual desires are not evil. Therefore, that's why I took time to look at the word last and will. The last in James and then the will of God, Buluma, and the other one, I've forgotten the name. You look at it, the, 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 having a desire is not evil. If I don't I'm not married, but I'm just saying, if I don't desire sexually the woman I want to marry or I'm married to, how can we make babies? How can we have? Desire is not wrong. But then what you do with the desires or the extent to which you harbor those desires, and that also comes from your nature. So if I know that my nature is of Christ, then now I begin to have a different view about the manifestations of the flesh. Because the body that we are in, it doesn't think. We have to think and suppress the body. The body wants comfort. The body wants food. The body wants sex. We have to think and see. oh yes, the body wants this and this and this. But now how, how do I put it in perspective? How do I put it in context? But you cannot even start from that point if you don't know who you are. That is why if you examine carefully, Jesus didn't come and point out people's acts. Jesus didn't come to point out people's acts. He came to tackle the nature. He never came to point out people's acts. If you do this, you do this, you do this. He came to tackle people's nature. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall receive the care. Blessed are the meek, for they shall do this. Blessed are the this, nature, then act. He didn't come to tackle people's actions. So I hope I've answered your question to an extent, if I understood it right.
2: Sorry, my distance was muted. But yeah, it, it does to an extent. The, it, it's borders on sin and sin consciousness. I don't know if we yes. can get into it. But right um, after
0: this teachings, we are getting into that.
2: Okay. But yeah, it's it's still so uh, a the question, okay. Now the let's say the extent uh-huh. the person then decides that oh the nature hasn't changed i'm going to act on this uh-huh. okay and uh-huh. the person acts on their desire to go and steal uh-huh. and they've they've they finished their nature doesn't change but the person is still fixated on the idea that because they have stolen and they are drained. They are not
0: Christ-like or they are drawn away from Christ. Exactly. I, there's this example I always use for people. A man can act like a woman. It doesn't change the fact that he's a man. The same way a woman can act like a man, it doesn't change the fact that She's a woman, so you can act. So some now they say now they say they
2: they are people they identifying as male and female and yeah non gender Yes,
0: yeah that's yeah. <laughs> that's part of the disadvantages of knowledge increasing but I don't get there so much <laughs> I don't get there so much <laughs> but it's the fact that you you can pretend so some some of uh, some people who really understand the nature of God and sin and single justice we say you are pretending to be who you are not. So we call it like you are pretending to be who you are not. So it's like you can be a male but act like a female. It doesn't change the fact that you are a male. It's honestly like that. So it could it could be pretense. That's what that's that's how I see it. But you see, the more, the more you know, the more you look, the more you become. You realize that you get to a certain level where you now you know that Charlie, this thing you know they hear. but when we treat sin and sin consciousness then we can really tackle some of the acts and the actions and attach scriptures to it and then do some exegesis okay yeah and then welcome back okay so if there are no more questions and contributions um let's listen to the recording over and over again let's write down all the questions and contributions and then let's keep going. Um, I understand that because there are no graphical representations, sometimes it is hard to grab these things, and the scriptures sometimes are too much, so it's hard. But some of these things, because we are doing exegesis, we don't want to leave any stone unturned. That is deep Bible study. We don't want to leave any stone unturned. So I understand that the scriptures are too much, and then sometimes the information is too much, but like we are doing context. We are not picking from somewhere and come and attach to somewhere. And because we are tackling misconceptions, we need to be mindful as well, not to let religion come in. For example, myself today, I was praying and I was looking up and lifting up my hand and saying, ah, the man in heaven, up there, the man up there. And I remember that, Charlie, 20, 27 years of being a church boy is not easy to change. but <laughs> <laughs> But then it's... It's, it's like that, it's gradual. You realize that some it's so deep, it's not easy to let go. It's not easy to let go. It's even now that sometimes when I'm there, because we are convinced of the character of God, when we hear statements, we can now go and look at it and find out if it is true. For example, people used to tell us that Jesus cursed the fig tree. It is never so in the context. Jesus never opened his mouth and said, I've cursed the fig tree. These are some of the things that you need to look up for in the scriptures. Like Jesus was angry and he lashed them from the temple. It is man-made stuff. It's not there. That is not what is written. So we need to be mindful. And that is why we give a lot of scriptures. And then at the end of the day, it becomes confusing. But I pray that as we go on, maybe we find a way of sharing the screen. We engage our technology people, uh, Rodney and MK and the likes, to help us find uh, ways of making it easier to understand. So if there are no more questions, please. Um, we pray, and then we call it um, and day. can well, you please pray for us.
1: Thank you. Um, let's close our eyes. Father Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to discuss your word and for giving us the ability to make it despite our daily activities. We also pray committing those who are not able to make it today that they will be able to make time to study your word so as to avoid um, misconceptions that lead to wrong belief and the many problems that we face in our daily lives. Thank you for the journey we've started and we thank you that so far everything is going on perfect. Bless you and... Give you many thanks for things that we are here to see. Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right. God bless you all for joining. We meet same time on Tuesday. Let's listen to the podcast. Let's share it. Uh, God bless you all. All
2: right. Bye. All right. All right. Have a wonderful Bye. evening.